You guys, I'm really excited to tell you about a new online course that I'm offering. It's called Pleasure, Peace, and Power. And it's for anybody who identifies as a woman or anyone who cares about a partner who identifies as a woman. It's a four-week course where I give you data and evidence-informed tips and insights and strategies to find the sexual satisfaction and serenity and self-confidence that's your right. So if you're struggling to find excitement in a long-term relationship, if you're feeling anxious about sex and commitment, if you're wondering how to tap into your sensual superpowers, or you just want to feel better about yourself, I really do think that my online course, Pleasure, Peace, and Power, can help you find all three. So if you're interested, DM me on Instagram at Wednesday Martin PhD to receive information about how to sign up. And I'll see you there. Hey, true sex and wild love listeners. I don't know about you, but I'm very, very fussy about what I put on my face, what I put on my vulva, and what I put in my vagina. And that is why I was so excited when I learned about a company called Living Libations. What is it? It's a luxurious Canadian line of pure source, raw, organic, and botanical beauty care, intimacy lubricants, raw chocolate, oh my God, so delicious, and holistic oral care products that you can use after you eat the chocolate. Oh my gosh, I love this stuff. First of all, it was created by Nadine Artemis, who calls herself a beauty philosopher, which I love. She's the author of Renegade Beauty and Holistic Dental Care. And she has an incredible philosophy. They use essential oils and their products are highly concentrated. They preserve purity, space, and resources by offering full potency products without any fillers, no diluters, no artificial colors, and no petrochemicals because ick. I don't want that stuff on my face or in my vajay for sure. I love so many of the products uh, that I'm using of theirs. My favorite might be this rose cream, which you can put on your lips. You can put on your cheeks. I kind of spread some on my arms sometimes if I want a little rosy glow. It smells delicious and it feels delicious on your skin. But I am obsessed, completely obsessed with their product called Languid Love butter. Only living libations could make this. This is a lube that smells and tastes so good and is made with ingredients, wait for it, that you can eat, okay? Because I'm not putting anything on my vulva or on my vagina that I wouldn't put in my mouth, okay? Just trust me, you're going to just love these products. Look, synthetic lubes are often just kind of momentary moisturizers or like petal plumpers. You know, they're only offering you a very temporary lubrication. And often uh, those ingredients of kind of drugstore lubes actually uh, dehydrate your vulva and your vagina. And we don't want that. On the other hand, Living Libations has this organic petal passion serum, they call it. And that sort of lubricates your spaces and soothes you using ingredients that you wouldn't be scared to put in your mouth 
and they're ingredients that you can pronounce. There's something really great about that. I'm obsessed, and I think you will be too. And here's some really great news about Living Libations and their incredible product line. Just go to livinglibations.com forward slash TSWL and use the code TSWL and you can get 20% off. Hey, that means that you can buy an extra pot of languid love butter and you can send it to me. The time has come, you guys. Applications are now open for my four-month Together in Love Relationship Mentorship Program. I can't explain how excited I am about this because I've really poured all of my heart and soul into this program, and I know and truly believe that this will change the trajectory of so many lives, and I can't wait for it. So make sure you go apply. Click the Instagram link in my bio at Witten Love, and you can go apply there. Fill out the application. I will then review your application and set up a discovery call with you to make sure we're the right fit for each other. Love you guys so much. Can't wait to talk to you soon. Check out the Together in Love Relationship Mentorship with me. So Wednesday, did you know that I'm in Cabo right now? I knew that you told me you were in Mexico. How are you doing? You enjoying it? I'm loving it. It's so nice. It's hard not to love it. You know, know? I need to learn from you. I need to learn. I need to worship at the altar of your ability to relax and your commitment to it. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I'm all about it. I'm all about that self-care. Although I have been working since 9 a.m. this morning, but it's it's just my, it becomes my office. In other words, you know, are you going to get some actual relaxed vacation time in wit? I'm, I'm going to try a little bit tomorrow. <laughs> Can I encourage you to? <laughs> most likely I'm not going to, because this is part of, I was coming down for a friend's birthday and I said, the only way that I could come down is if I really work. So I can't really take a full vacation which is okay. But tomorrow's going to be great. And I'm excited about all the things that I'm doing. So it works out well. It works. Plus, I I can't be upset when I look out at the blue, beautiful water. It's better than my condo in Austin, you know? It's an improvement. (laughs) Plus, the work you did, the the work you and I just did for the last hour, that hardly felt like work, right? No, yeah. It's definitely not work at all. That was awesome. I mean, (laughs) on this episode of True Sex and Wild Love, we decided to talk to a woman who identifies as a hot wife. Yes, we did. And this is so common. It's a common fantasy for a lot of people. But she really went into all aspects, her entire journey, what they do, what they don't do, what's been easy, what's been hard. I mean, I, it it was one of my favorite episodes. Me too. And you know why we did this episode, listeners? Because of you guys. Because what happened was we had a social scientist, um, the clinical psychologist, David Lay on to talk about his book, Insatiable Wives, which is about the hot wifing lifestyle and the cuckold lifestyle, which they kind of overlap. And then Whitney, our listeners being our listeners, were like, Okay, you talked about, you guys talked about the men who are into the cuckold lifestyle and the hot wife lifestyle, but but our listener said, yeah, what about the women who are into it? Like, what is it like to be a hot wife? 
And so, of course, we had to tell them. We had to find somebody to tell us. Yeah, and boy, did we did we ever, that's for sure. And what I actually really enjoyed most about it too is is it is a very empowering place to be in in the relationship, which you know, I didn't really know much about that prior to talking with our guests. Right. I mean, that this relationship container is one in which the woman uh gets to be sexual and her partner we talked to um, a heterosexual woman, but you know there are gay people who are into these lifestyles as well, and we could do that with another guest soon. But what we talked to a heterosexual woman who's part of a heterosexual couple, and her sexuality is is the focus of the couple, right? Like she's the one going out and having sex, and he's not, and he gets to hear about and sometimes watch her adventures, and that's their sex life. Their sex life is her sexuality. That's so awesome. <laughs> I kept saying that on the podcast. I was like, okay, I am so into this right now. I don't even know what to do. <laughs> you did. We both, I think we both kept saying that. Do you know how I first found out about hot wiping? How? On my Instagram, these guys kept saying, are you a hot wife? And, you know, I was like, well, I'm a wife and I'm hot. So, yeah, whatever. And then I would just delete the message. And then I realized maybe maybe this seems like a term of art for people. So I Googled the term hot wife. And lo and behold, I learned that it was this whole lifestyle. And wait, did I tell you that the guys getting in touch with me were all like, like military guys? The guys asking me this question, um, you know, they were often – firemen, um, guys in position of positions of authority. And um, when I asked David Lay, uh, the, the psychologist who studies hot wifing about it, he said, yeah, very typically the guys who are into this um, have a lot of power in their day-to-day lives and like to let go of it when it comes to their sex lives. But he and I didn't get into what who the women are. I mean, what did you think about A? Were you surprised at, you know, the kind of person that she was, that she was into hot wifing or just, just nothing surprise you anymore. I, I no, I, there was multiple points throughout this podcast that I was surprised <laughs> for sure. I mean, I talk, we talk about anything and everything and you know me, I'm so open. I'll talk to anybody about anything, but this, this was just so much information that I didn't know that it was shocking at times. And, and you know, I don't think I was necessarily shocked to find out that she was a hot wife just because of her background. And I think she said she's a lawyer, mm-hmm. right? They're married for a long time. They have three kids. So it's she's very involved in the church. Right. So you hear all of that and you think, oh, no, no, she's one, probably not even having sex because she's married and has kids and is in the church. You know, you have all of these <laughs> what I thought. stereotypical thoughts for sure. But boy, did she blow the roof off of that. She blew the roof off. Like to your point, you know, that she's a lawyer, that her husband is a lawyer. She told me in a previous conversation that she presents as quite conservative. Like you said, they have three kids and they're super involved in their church. I loved all those details. And like you said, I loved how it just flipped my expectations right upside down. Yeah. And I was trying to think, you know, if I knew anybody who was in this type of lifestyle personally within my group. And I, I don't, I don't think so, but I do come across people who are acquaintances that have ha, do this 
And but they don't have like a term for it. And so this is why I think uh-huh. having the vocabulary around this is really helpful because it one, it normalizes it a bit. You know, it's like, oh no, this is a real thing. People really enjoy doing this. Right. And you know, to your point, um, she taught us a lot of vocabulary words. I mean, first of all, just the idea that hot wifing is a form of consensual non-monogamy, but is different from an open relationship. It's different from swinging. Um, it's like a specific kind of adventure. And then the vocabulary words like stags, vixens, cuckolds, cuckoldresses. Some people are more into the humiliation play, some couples, and some couples are just not. Sometimes the guy is involved uh, in these adventures, but sometimes she just comes home and tells him about the adventures. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, it, it, it really shows that you can create any type of sex life or relationship that you want, as we always say, right? Right. People are so creative. <laughs> People are so. I think you always say, right? People are so creative with their sexuality. They are. I mean, we evolved as flexible sexual and social strategists. So, as a social scientist, I shouldn't be quite so surprised and blown away by hot wifing, but I was, and I am, and I re- I'm in awe of a. I mean, I just can't wait for people to to actually get to hear her voice and hear her tell her pretty incredible story. Mm-hmm. Me too. It's going to be super great. And so for everyone who wants to listen to the podcast episode with A, the full version, um, you can go to Behind Closed Doors. It's our subscription um, you know, podcast app that we have because we really go deep in this one. And so we wanted to give you guys something special. It gets super juicy and super explicit, like everything behind closed doors. And it gets very, very personal. And um, there's a reason it's behind closed doors. And people are not going to be disappointed for sure. That's right. That That is so right, Wednesday. <laughs> So people can enjoy the first few minutes of our conversation with A, and then if they want to go deeper, they can go behind closed doors and hear the rest and have their minds blown. Blown. That's right. (laughs) All right. Enjoy, guys. Hey, girlfriend. How you doing, Wednesday? Hey, Whitney. I'm okay. It's a dark, dreary day here, but something's something's making it brighter. Mm-hmm, sure is. I know, right? Tell me, tell me what's going on. <laughs> I mean, we have with us here today somebody that we will call A, and she describes herself as a hot wife. You know, we did this episode with David Lay a while ago about cuckolding and the hot wife lifestyle, and so many people got in touch with us and said, wait a minute. You talked about men who are into cuckolding and the hot wife lifestyle, but what are the experiences of the women actually doing it? Yes. it's. I think this is going to be such a great episode because this is a question that I get from a lot of people. And this is such a, it, it, it's such, it's so normal. Like you hear it from so many people who want to do this or who fantasize about doing it or, or who are actually doing it more so than I think you would 
normally think. Like none of my friends do this, but it's so common. It it, um, it is pretty common. And I think that's one of the things that interested me the most about A. So I want to welcome her to the show right now and she can tell us about herself and about this relationship style. Welcome to the show, A. Hi there. Thank you for thank you for having me. We're so excited. So can you dive in a little bit into, you know, basically what you want to share about hot wifing? Like, what is it exactly? If, if, if we're taking it down to like the roots, 101, what is it? Sure, sure. So there, there are different variations of, of hot wifing. And what I will say is one term that I've really grown to enjoy is wife sharing. And so this community of wife sharing or hot wifing is something that really encompasses a lot of different iterations of the lifestyle. And so the dynamic that I find myself in is actually more of a hot wife and cuckold dynamic or cuckold and cuckold dress dynamic. And we can certainly talk more about that. But at its essence, hot wifing is generally a term for people who are in relationships. Not everyone is married. And so there are hot wives who are not married, but are just in in relationships. And they are in relationships with partners who really enjoy seeing them with other people and for whom the woman in the relationship also really enjoys being with other people. So it is just at its core, a a functional non-monogamy, you know, kind of iteration that there are more people involved in than you would ever think. (laughs) I mean, this is so interesting because basically people might be familiar with and have kind of a nostalgic connotation to swinging, right? Mm -hmm, But in mm -hmm. swinging, both partners are involved. And what really fascinated me about um, hot wifing and the cuckold lifestyle was that it all centers around female sexuality. Um, So the woman in the relationship is the one having the sexual adventures and the husband is more on the sidelines often. Um, So, Can you tell us how you and your partner decided to get involved in this? Do you call it a relationship style or a lifestyle? Yeah, I would, I, we call it the lifestyle. It's something that I had never really heard of the lifestyle or LS as people often in the lifestyle kind of give it a little nickname, but we had been in a pretty traditional monogamous relationship we are both on our second marriages. We both had pretty long-term first marriages where we had children and those marriages didn't sustain. And we found ourselves uh, meeting. I was 40 when we met and he was 43. And we had a very traditional courtship and relationship other than the fact that it went pretty quickly. We were, we met, got engaged and were married within like seven months. And so we engaged in our relationship for the first year and a half, I would say, really traditionally. And one of the things that I will say is that it's pretty common in a hot wifing or a coupling dynamic for the man to bring their desires, their interests, their kind of hidden, hidden passions to the surface and kind of talk with their partner about that. And that was, that was exactly how it unfolded for us. But I will say that interestingly, I, I don't really think there's a lot of coincidences in life. I think that you stumble upon things when you need to in order for your path to unfold in, for, in front of you. And interestingly, Whitney, you and I haven't spoken before, but 
I had stumbled upon your Instagram in, um, I would say it was November of 2018, and really got a got an idea of what non-monogamy, consensual non-monogamy could look like and what open could look like. And I will say it really fascinated me. But at the time, I kept that very much to myself. I was like, I don't have, I mean, how would we ever broach this subject? How would we ever get into this? And so it was really interesting to me when my my husband brought to me in January of 2019, this concept that he had been, it was obvious, he's not somebody who's going to bring something up that just occurred to him. Like he's thinking about this for a while. And he brings to me this idea of us reestablishing our relationship to be more of a female-led relationship. And I don't know if you guys have, have been in conversation with or have ever been involved in an SLR, but I had no idea what it was. And so mm-hmm. I started doing some, some research for myself on what that looks like. And interestingly for me, I had no idea what I was going to find, but the first thing I dived into was a rabbit hole of BDSM because I had no clue what right. SLR meant. What I'm learning is that there can be iterations of SLR that are incredibly BDSM focused, dominatrix focused, things like that. But that's kind of where I started to understand where my husband's head was going because I also learned about cuckolding and SLRs in that context. And within a, a few weeks of us talking about this, he had presented me with the con- we talked about it. He went, he didn't just bring me a contract, but he said, Would you be interested in in drafting and us drafting up a contract for this relationship that we're talking about? And I'm like, I'd love to see it, you know? <laughs> and within that contract, there was language that detailed that I, as the female leader in the relationship, was able to and free to explore any of my sexual desires or interests outside of our marriage, while he was always to remain faithful to me. And the only thing is that that needed to be an open conversation. And my mind just consider like my mind blown, like the emoji <laughs> mind blown, like all over the place for me. And I was like, what is this? What the hell? Uh, so that's how it came up. And, you know, we can keep talking about in that vein if you want, but that's really how it first came up. But I had had these kind of tinglings of interest around this concept of open and non-monogamy, but also knowing that I was coming to the relationship from a background of having had pretty unfaithful partners in the past, I wasn't super open to the idea of him being out doing anything. (laughs) It was really just something that I was interested in exploring, but not really. Like at that time, I was like, no, I can't do that. I'm a serial monogamist, you know, and I I just couldn't even fathom it. But there was definitely something about it that was like tingling my sensations. And I'm like, ah, there's something here, but I'm just going to ignore it. Wow. I have a question to touch on. The so how did your husband first like start researching right. all of this? Because it because it seems like it kind of came out of a little bit of nowhere, did it? Or, or oh, am I picking up completely out of nowhere? Um, I I honestly don't think I could have been more shocked by it. But I will say this: I will also preface it just because I think transparency, at least in this context for us, of understanding how it happened. We had had conversations ongoing in our relationship while we were non-monogamous or while we were very monogamous in that first 18 months of the relationship. Uh, there was a lot of conversation that centered around my past, my dating past, my sexual preferences, my sexual exploration. And I 
I, that had been something that had been a bit of a sticking point for us at times. There was a lot of jealousy, a lot of discussion, a lot of almost it felt like animosity around that. And so, sorry, us, can you, can you be more specific? What do you mean exactly? <laughs> I can, <laughs> you I you can. would, yeah, go ahead. I, Cause I'm not sure you're speaking kind of in generalizations, which I totally get doing, but do you mind getting specific? Your boyfriend, your husband at the time or your partner at the time wanted to know about your past relationships. Yes. He wanted to know about my past relationships and it came out that basically between my divorce and meeting my current husband, I had not dated any white guys. So I had pretty exclusively dated black and brown men that I had incredibly sexual dynamics with. And so when he and I met, he was very curious as to, I mean, he didn't know that right away, but by the time he found out that most of the men I had dated had been black, he was just really curious, like, what's that about? Like, why are you with me? why this relationship is it sexually satisfying to you does this just feel like something that's stable and you want something stable what is it you know and i i found myself really feeling very defensive of him and feeling very much like i was being misunderstood and like no that was just happenstance and that's just i don't know why that happened but it just did and it's about who i love it's not about anything else and and so that was the dynamic we were in for a while and also, in the midst of all of that, when we would talk about my dating past and my sexual exploration with these other brown and black partners, he felt like there was a side of me that I was telling him about that he didn't have access to. And he felt, really, for lack of a better word, he just felt completely excluded out of this part of who I am. And he just couldn't believe that that part of me existed. He'd never seen it before. And so he had a lot of curiosities to see who I was in that dynamic. And so that is, that's kind of the background of our relationship piece. But Whitney, you had asked about how my husband had originally started conceiving of this. And when he finally opened up to me about this concept of FLR, and then we ended up talking about hot wifing. And there's two different terminologies in the hot wife world. There's like the hot wife stag couples or the stag vixen couples who are not into cuckolding. And there are some, inter you know, we can talk about the differences between those if you want, but that is one dynamic. And then there's like the cuckold cuckold dress dynamic. And I found myself much more interested in the cuckold cuckold dress dynamic. And I think he probably had a little more interest in the stag vixen dynamic because uh, he had been having some of these fantasies since he was in his twenties about watching the woman that he loved be very sexual and slutty with other people. So let's talk for a minute, some vocabulary words. So hot wifing, as I understand it, is a relationship style in which the man enjoys watching his female partner have sex with other people. And then when in cuckolding, the the woman and her partner are more into a humiliation dynamic, right? So there's more um, of a dom sub thing um, in cuckolding. Is that right? I would say... I would say, yes, you're right. But what I would actually say is that hot wife is kind of a, an overall term of people that might find themselves in both a stag vixen dynamic or a cuckolding dynamic. And in the Got stag it. vixen dynamic, yes, I think you're right, at least so far as I'm aware in the stag vixen dynamic, my understanding and impression of it is that, yes, those male partners enjoy watching their vixen wives with other men and it's a very sexual experience for all involved. 
Sometimes those stags might participate. Sometimes they might just sit on the sidelines. Sometimes their wives may bring home recordings. But at the end of the day, that man is not. And and also sometimes within that dynamic, I do believe that stags aren't always completely monogamous to their vixens. Sometimes there's some swinging that can happen there. Mm. But when you talk about cuckolding, at least, and again, there's a spectrum on everything with regard to sexuality. So I don't want to blanket statement anything. And there also are a lot of gay couples that are involved in this dynamic. Obviously, the nomenclature is a little bit different, but the fantasy is the same, right? You want to see the person you love be sexual with someone else. And in the cuckolding dynamic, yes, there can be humiliation. There can be domination. There can be the FLR that I was talking about. There are things involved in cuckolding with a lot of cuckold couples, such as chastity, with having the male partner um, locked up all the time or some of the time. There is denial. Sometimes within a cuckolding couple, there may not be any sexual interplay in terms of vaginal intercourse between the partners. Sometimes they have dynamics where they will say, only only my bulls can come inside me or only... I will only, you know, have sex with my bulls bareback and you might need to wear a condom or you might need to wear a sheath or you don't get in me at all. And so there's all of these different dynamics. But yes, with the cuckolding dynamic, I think there's a much more female-led wife worship kind of going on where there can be that erotic humiliation and cruelty that really keeps the fire burning a lot between the cuckold and cuckoldress. This sounds amazing. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So that was just the tip, which can be fun. But at the same time, might as well have the whole thing. You know what I'm saying? All right. So if you're ready for it, you want to hear the rest of the episode, check out to go to truesexwildlove.supercast.tech. And that's where you can sign up and get premium content from me and Wednesday, we do all kinds of different um, episodes on there, Q- Q&As. We have different topics, different guests. It's really about bringing the community together. Plus, you definitely don't want to miss out. I promise you on that. And as Wednesday would say, make sure you bring your raincoat. <laughs> Enjoy, guys.